You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The carnal mind is enmity against God, is the title of this devotion. The natural human fleshly mind, the mind of just human nature, within its own nature, is contrary or even in enmity with God. It is opposed to the things of God. It even says in Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, that the things of the Spirit cannot be understood or comprehended by the natural mind. It says in another place, I believe in Romans, that men with the wisdom of their natural mind have never been able to know God, perceive God. They can look at His handiwork, but to know Him in, 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 in a personal relationship or to comprehend Him. The Bible says that He is beyond our understanding. He is beyond our comprehension. As the heavens are high above the earth, he says in Isaiah 55, so are my thoughts above yours. So are my ways above yours. You see, friends, with our natural mind, we cannot perceive God. We cannot recognize God. But listen to what it says here in Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 5 through verse 9. For those who live according to the flesh will set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You see, the carnal mind is enmity against God, is the title of this devotion. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It's the title of this devotion. That's verse 7 of Romans 8. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. You see... Without the Lord Jesus Christ coming to make us alive unto God, we can't perceive Him. We can't connect with Him. There's a barrier in between us and God, and we, in our capacity, in our abilities, no matter how hard we try, no matter how hard we try, cannot remove that barrier. We can't remove it. Jesus Christ removed the barrier between us and God. Where is the barrier between me and God? It's your flesh. This flesh nature is the barrier. You see, it's beautifully unveiled in the scriptures how the veil in the temple separated us from the Holy of Holies, the dwelling place of God, the veil. 
And when Jesus cried out on the cross, and you'll find this in the Gospels, it is finished. That veil, which represents the human flesh of man, tore from top to bottom. And the way into the holiest was made manifest, it says in Hebrews chapter 7. It was made manifest. That way was not yet manifest to us. We couldn't connect with it. We couldn't come into it. We could not, with our conscience, perceive it. There was a barrier in between. That was the sin nature in the flesh. But Jesus Christ destroyed that sin nature by nailing it on the cross. By Him, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God. It says here in Hebrews 10 verse 20 that we now can draw near with boldness because of the blood of Jesus by a new living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. You see, the veil, that, that barrier that I can't penetrate. Okay, Pastor, I believe God exists. I, okay, I believe, I believe. I just can't connect with it. I can't connect with it. I, I pray, I pray, oh God, oh God, oh God. I can't connect with it. Why can't I connect with it? Why can I not connect with it? Because you're in the mind of the flesh. You're carnally minded. And that nature is enmity to that heavenly nature. It's contrary to it. It isn't one with it. It doesn't have its same nature. So what do you need? Jesus. Jesus. You need to keep coming to Jesus. You need to keep calling on the name of Jesus. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, Romans 10 says, shall be saved. You have to call upon Jesus. Maybe, maybe you're like the man who was sitting by Jericho. He was sitting there for so long, so many years, just sitting there begging. If he could hear some people coming, he was begging. Why? Because he was blind. He couldn't do anything to provide for himself except to beg that somebody would give him some money so he could buy some food. And he's sitting there and he hears all this commotion. He can't see a thing. He hears all this commotion. He says, what's this? What's this? It's Jesus. And he begins to cry out, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy upon me. Jesus, Jesus. And people said to him, come on, man, I'm trying to listen to him. Be quiet. And he cried louder, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy, have mercy upon me. And Jesus stopped. And he says, go tell him to come to me. And they go and get him. He was the son, um, Bartimaeus, of Timaeus. He was the son of Timaeus. The word bar means son of Timaeus, Bartimaeus. And so he came to Jesus. And Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, so that I might see. And he said, let it be according to your faith. And his eyes were opened and he could see friends, maybe you say, I can't see it, Pastor. I can't see the love, the life, the power. I can't see it. I can't connect with it. Keep 
like Bartimaeus calling upon Jesus, and I guarantee, I guarantee you will get an answer. David says, I cried out to the Lord from a horrible pit, and I kept crying and waited patiently for him, and he inclined to me and heard my cry, and he delivered me out of a horrible pit and placed my feet upon a solid rock and put a new song of his praise in my mouth. Uh, Psalm 40, you see, friends, I tell you, if you just keep crying out the Lord Jesus when you're so carnally minded, you're so carnally minded, you can't connect with it, you can't connect with it, and you keep crying out, I guarantee it, it will open up to you. Listen to this. This is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 24. So this I say, and solemnly testify in the name of the Lord, as in his presence, that you must no longer live as the heathen, the Gentiles, do in their perverseness, in the folly and vanity and emptiness of their souls and the futility of their minds. Their moral understanding is darkened. Their reasoning is beclouded. They're alienated, estranged, self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. This is because of the ignorance, the want of knowledge and perception, the willful blindness that is deep-seated in them due to their hardness of heart, to the insensitiveness of their moral nature. In their spiritual apathy, they have become callous and past feeling and reckless and have abandoned themselves a prey to unbridled sensuality, eager and greedy to indulge in every form of impurity that their deprived desires may suggest or even demand. But you do not know Jesus Christ this way. Assume that you have, I assume that you've already heard of him and been taught by him as all truth is in Jesus embodied and personified in him. Strip yourselves then of your former nature. Put off and discard that old unregenerated self which, which, is characterized, which characterized your previous manner of life and becomes corrupt through lust and desires that spring from delusion. Come on, be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind. Have a fresh mental and spiritual attitude and put on that new nature, that regenerated self created by God's image, that God-likeness in true righteousness and holiness that you receive through your union with Jesus. Come on. You keep coming to Jesus, Lord, that I might see. And he said, let it be according to your faith. And his eyes were opened. And you know what I love about Bartimaeus? He did not go back to the garment of beggarly ways that he was known by. He left it there. He left it. He left it. If you read the story, he threw off his beggar's mantle and left it when he came to Jesus. And he received his sight and followed Jesus. He never went back. He never went back. We used to sing it. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. You see, friends, 
I pray again that we may so passionately come after Jesus so that we're no longer carnally minded, living in enmity against God, not perceiving, recognizing, or acknowledging Him, but that we begin to follow Him in the beauty of His Holy Spirit. Oh, I say then in Galatians 5.16, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit, so that you will certainly not gratify the grave cravings and desires of the flesh that human nature without God for the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit. They're an enmity to the Holy Spirit and the desires of the Holy Spirit are opposed to the flesh that godless human nature for these are antagonistic to each other continually withstanding and in conflict with each other so that you're not free but are prevented from doing what you desire to do by the Holy Spirit. You're no longer following after the carnal mind. No, because you see when you're guided by the Holy Spirit, you're not subject to the laws. If it is trying to warn you not to commit adultery, not to lie or steal, no, you wouldn't want to do such a thing. The Spirit of Christ in you would never let you do that. Now the doings and practicing of the flesh, that carnal mind that's in enmity with God is obvious. It's immorality, it's impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, ill temper, selfishness, divisions, dissensions, party spirit, factions, sex with peculiar opinions and heresies, envy, drunkenness, drunkenness. Oh, come on, put away from yourself all alcohol and begin to live to God, carousing and the like. And I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not enjoy, inherit the kingdom of God. But we are not carnally minded. No, we're spiritually minded. And the Holy Spirit's presence within us accomplishes that we experience our Father's love and joy, gladness, peace, patience, and we are become even tempered. We're not just high and low and whoo and un- no, we become steady, steady, and have forbearance and kindness and goodness and benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint. You see, when you live this way, you'll find out all of heaven. All of heaven is just pushing for you, fighting for you. So come on, embrace to be spiritually minded instead of kindly minded. Amen. Have a good day.